1: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
2: All right, we'll get back to the Commanders, Patriots, and NFL talk in just a little bit on this Football Friday. But now time... To take a little break from that and welcome in the new head coach of the George Mason Patriots. You hear the George Mason fight song there. Of course, he was part of the great Final Four team and has bounced around as an assistant. Marilyn, Seton Hall, et cetera, uh, since then. And of course, coming back now to take over. His program in Fairfax and at Eagle Bank Arena on Monday night. George Mason hosting Monmouth. Uh, First uh, free T-shirts rather to the first 2000 uh, fans. They've already played a little exhibition tune up. Austin P. A week from tonight. Also in Fairfax, it's Tony Skin. And he's with us uh, here uh, for a second time since he's been hired. Been a while since we had to catch up. Coach, it's Chris Russell here. Uh, Thanks for doing this. Congratulations on a new season and welcome aboard. How are you?
3: I'm doing well, Chris. Man, again, appreciate you having me back on. You know, time flies, man. So I absolutely, you having me on for yeah we time. we ha-
2: we had you on right after, of course, you got hired, and you know, your head's spinning there. You're trying to set up everything. You're trying to like, woo. You know, uh, what has been like the last? Uh, what, what is it? The last? Um, I guess it's six months or or, or so uh, for you. I mean, is your is your head still on a swivel, or are are you able to breathe a little bit?
3: Yeah, no, my head my head is still definitely on on a swivel as we you know move towards the season and you know preparing these guys for um, the next four or five months of battle. But it's been exciting. Um, obviously, a lot has changed since we last spoke, and you know I feel I'm in a better place with just kind of knowing who we are and getting a little bit of a better feel. You know, being in his first seat, but overall it's been exciting and you know it's been you know a blessing to be here.
2: What makes you feel that way, Tony? Like, is it just Simply time, or is it having the right people around you? Because again, you haven't coached a regular season game. I know you had the exhibition tune-up, but you haven't been able to say, "Well, okay, now I've got 15 games as head coach in my back pocket." Um, what in the inter- in in lieu of playing games, what makes you feel that way?
3: Well, you know, I think the biggest thing is, you know, when you get an opportunity like this and it's your first rodeo. Um, you're just trying to figure out who's who and what's what with your new group.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, you know, you're talking 13 guys that that came from, you know, different programs. Um, a couple guys that, you know, obviously stayed on from the previous, um, from the previous staff. Um, but, but in general, just watching those guys develop, watching those guys learn. And um, that's kind of the one thing that I've been focused on. I haven't really been focused on, you know, my first game jitters. Cause at the end of the day, I've coached, I've played at a high level. Mm-hmm. I understand this is a different role. Um, but the game doesn't change, and, and the most important thing has just been for me, just just getting my guys to kind of settle in. Um, and what the expectation is and, you know, how hard we have to play to be successful. That's really what the focus has been.
2: New George Mason men's basketball, Coach Tony Skin, certainly not a new name to the area or the program. We'll get to all that. Uh, I did have a question for you that actually one of our good uh, listeners, Ben, uh, asked me, and, and I I thought it was good. Um, you know, we talk about, obviously, your playing days at George Mason under Larinaga, the final four run and, and, and all of that. And everybody wants to hearken back to that and bring back that glory. Back then, did you know you would be a coach? Did you know that you would? Did you want? To, did you have a vision in your mind? Hey, one day I might be Jim Laranega. Uh,
3: You know what? It's 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 funny because people ask me that all the time, and 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 I'll be completely honest. I, I did not have that vision. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was very very. Um, you know, we had the opportunity of making that final four run, which you know created opportunities for all of us, sure. including myself, and. Um, had a pretty successful um, uh, pro career, had a chance to play in the Olympics. And when you're living in that, you're not thinking about, you know, what you want to do, you know, post-playing. And for me, I was was on track. Yeah, Yeah, I'm in the moment. And, you know, again, I had an unfortunate injury that happened in the Olympics. But prior to that, I I wasn't thinking about the next phase of my life because I was in a good place as – you know, as a pro. And, um, you know, things happen. And, you know, for the most part, you get an opportunity to transition. And I was very, very fortunate just because I didn't know what I wanted to do transitioning wise. But the easiest thing for me to do was to just go into a high school gym and go into a AAU practice. And immediately it kind of just hit me like I got to stay in the game. And, you know, coaching, coaching was going to be that route. And you don't always get the opportunity that I got. I was very fortunate the timing of it was, you know, it was perfect when Eric Conkle got his first head coaching job um, at Louisiana Tech. I kind of lined myself up, um, and that's how this thing, this thing kind of started.
2: Tony's getting with us the new George Mason head basketball coach taking over the reins uh, in Fairfax again. Monday is the regular season opener. I I can't believe we're here already. Uh, it goes quick, man. Uh, like you were kind of saying against Monmouth. Uh, so make sure you go out and support the guys uh, at Eagle Bank Arena again. They have a little promotion: uh, first two thousand fans get a T-shirt, uh, and uh, so you can get yourself uh, some cool George Mason gear. Um, what has what si- since you guys opened up practices on an everyday basis? You had the exhibition tune-up, all of that. What has what has that told you about your team that maybe you thought or had an an inkling of but weren't quite sure of just yet what since you've been able to work together again and you work together throughout the off season but work together every day in earnest to prepare for what is ahead the next couple of months
3: yeah you know there's 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 such an unknown factor when you bring a new group together. Um, you know, you have the talent, you have this hopefully the skill and you, you know, obviously evaluate and just kind of look at the different things that can help you put together a team, but you don't know how that can gel together. You know, I think the strength of our team um, is our depth, it's our length, it's it's our athleticism. And then seeing just kind of how that evolved, Um, especially against West Virginia, um, I was really, really happy with the group and I kind of like where we are, you know, thus far, you know, we're oh we're no, and obviously we have a big test on Monday. Um, But just kind of seeing that come together, just seeing different guys kind of step into, you know, bigger roles that they didn't have in the past. um, It's been, you know, pretty good to just watch those guys evolve. So the West Virginia uh, preseason
2: tune-up, what have you, um, how... I mean, to play a game, like it used to not be that. am I missing something, Tony? I don't remember preseason tune up games. Uh, I you know, I remember yep. Midnight Madness and the practices and all that stuff, but it used to go right into the season, right? When did that change, and why am I not remembering that?
3: You no, know, I think there's always been um scrimmages, but again, those scrimmages have been they've been closed door., okay. um, I think people are starting to become a little bit more comfortable with just kind of getting right into it and throwing the guys into the into the fire. Um, With the exhibition, you know, again, I went kind of back and forth on um, what I wanted to do. But, you know, with a new group, I wanted them to get those first, you Mm -hmm. know, first game jitters out um, in the public versus, you know, a a closed scrimmage versus a a completely different um, type of atmosphere.
2: Yeah, I, I like the idea because it's one thing, like um, you know, it's one thing like you said to have kind of closed scrimmages, but it's another thing to have something way bigger than that. Even though, again, it ultimately did not count. And in that game, I mean, obviously, you know, you you had a you had a lead, and 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 then ultimately you lose, right? Um, but you do you learn more, especially as a young head coach, about your team when you lose. As opposed to maybe when you win, I know the goal is always to win, but do you can you sometimes learn more and teach more when you lose?
3: No, I think it's a bad, it's a combination of both. You know, win, lose, or draw. There's still going to always be things that we need to watch and kind of go back and see what we you know what we can do better. Um, but I think we did learn ourselves, um, you know, in a high level. You know, you're talking Big Twelve, you're talking going on the road, you're mm-hmm. talking you know, a a new team, but a talented team with some of the pieces that they have. And, you know, we were able to go out there and battle. And to be honest with you, I I thought for, you know, 35, 36 minutes, you know, we were the better team. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you you know, you got to take that for what it is and go back to the drawing board and learn from those things in those last four minutes and what, you know, kind of changed the game and just kind of learn from that. And that helps you and, you know, it helps you and it doesn't cost you as far as your record is concerned. So um, you're going to always be learning regardless of the situation. You were always
2: known as a great recruiter. You've been a DMV lifer, if you will. Uh, You know, again, the ties to the program. Obviously, you were at Maryland. Everybody knows Tony Skin. With the way college basketball and college athletics is now with NILA, but the transfer portal and the way you're able to build your roster and shape your roster, how much has that changed what you used to do and what you used to have to, you know, kind of be about as opposed to what it is now?
3: Yeah. I mean, the landscape is, is completely different. Um, you know, it's made, it's made our jobs a lot harder just because you can't get around that NIL conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but I do think the foundation of it always starts with, you know, your program and and, and your need. Um, but then also, you know, the the guys that you are recruiting, um, you know, at the end of the day, everybody wants an opportunity to get an NIL, but you always want to go into a situation um that's the best basketball situation. That's what it's been for me. Um, you know, relationships in, in, in the trust factor, it does it does still matter. Um, because there's just a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of goofy business in mm-hmm. the NIL. Mm-hmm. Um, and just having those real and honest conversations, that's how you you know, for me, um, respectfully how you keep those relationships and is not going anywhere. We're not gonna dance around it, but being truthful, being honest. Um, and laying down the foundation of what the basketball situation is first, because you never want to go into a situation where it's all about NIL, um, and then you you go into a basketball situation that's that's not ideal, and it's you know really your last opportunity, and you don't really get anything after that, and that's not what I'm about.
2: How do you, uh, and Tony Skin, with us, the new George men, uh, Mason men's basketball coach. I, again, um, their official debut will be Monday night at Eagle Bank Arena against Monmouth. Uh, so go check out the guys uh, there. Uh, how do you strike a balance between putting an emphasis on recruiting in this area and all across a talent-rich area, and then also opening yourself up to national or even international recruiting? How do you kind of strike that balance, Tony?
3: Yeah, no, I think that, you know, again, I say all the time, we, we have a bit of a cheat code in the DMV just because we are so um, talented. There's a ton of kids in this area. And so we're always going to recruit the area because it's a little easier for us being mm-hmm. outside the beltway. Um, but the one unique thing that I would say about the Atlantic 10 is it's such a high level of a league. You can also recruit nationally. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's kids across the country, you know, whether it's Texas, um, whether it's, you know, on the other side of the country, you can recruit just because depending on the, the level that they're being recruited, you know, the A-10 is a big time league. You know, you're getting a chance to play in D.C., play in New York, play in Chicago. Um, those are all things that in a recruiting pitch, it sounds good to a student athlete. And so, you know, I think that our, our box and, you know, kind of our lane is it's it's actually, um, especially being in the DMV, we have a large, large pool of guys to recruit. And then when you throw my experience and my staff's experience in there with, um, the international connection that we have—it's mm-hmm. you know there's really not a kid that we won't recruit if they don't if they fit us.
2: What um, what do you want the fans and college basketball fans in general, and just people in the area to know about your club? What if they if they can make it out to Eagle Bank Arena, if they can watch you on TV, what what should they expect to see?
3: You know, I think you expect to see just a fast, hard-nosed playing team—a team that has a lot of athleticism. Um, if you look back at the last couple uh, Mason um, teams, they've had some really, really good talent, but mm-hmm. maybe not so much depth. You know, we're very talented all the way, you know, from the first guy all, all the way down to, the, you know, the 10th guy. Um, you've got guys like Darius Maddox, you know, Keyshawn Hall and Woody Newton who have, you know, larger roles from where they came from mm-hmm. um, before. And then you got new guys like Amari Kelly, Mal- you know, Malik Henry, Nico um, Pevret, just playing with a lot of length. Um, I'm excited about, you know, Ronald Polite, you know, him being healthy. I'm excited about the freshman kid that we have, Baraka Koji, who's shown, you know, the type of dynamic of a player he is as a freshman. Um, But we're going to be committed to having fun. We're going to be committed to playing fast and really turning our defensive effort into our offense.
2: What's the state of DMV college hoops? Obviously, you've got your hands full at Mason and, and doing what you're doing. Maryland, we all think, is on the rise. And now Cooley comes from Providence to Georgetown. So everybody kind of sees, hopefully, some, uh, I guess, the arrow pointing up there. Is that good for Mason? Is, that, uh, is, is, that, um, is more competition and more quality good for Mason? How do you kind of view all that?
3: Oh, you know, I, I'm staying focused on my team and mm-hmm. my program. Um, you know, Kevin Willard and the Maryland basketball program, that's family for me over there, you know, we sure. recruit, recruited a bunch of those guys. And obviously I worked with, uh, coach Willard for several years. Sure. And so I'm always going to be fu- uh, pulling for those guys. Um, you know, but my main focus is George Mason and, you know, that's just to be honest with you.
2: No, that's, uh, that's okay. I mean, uh, I'm just curious, you know, uh, I mean, if, if, if um, I guess, better competition or better results, you know, again, helps everyone, uh, you know, and, and gets everybody swimming up a hill in the same direction. One last one for you, uh, if you don't mind, Tony, and and this is more general college basketball. We lost an, a legend, an icon uh, in Bob Knight the other day, uh, and I know he was complicated. I don't know if you know him uh, at all or, or, or whatever, but as a college basketball coach now, um, how much do you – how much do you take from other coaches? Uh, you mentioned obviously you worked with with Willard, you know, up until just recently. Um, how much do you take from other basketball coaches? How much do you take from the legends of the game, the Shashevskis, the Knights, uh, you know, the Roy Williams, what have you? Or, or do you try and be, I guess, independent and say, you know what, I've got to shape myself?
3: Yeah, no, I think it's definitely that. It's a combination of being who you are, trusting what you know. Um, trusting your experience, um, but then also, you know, the people along the way that have helped you as a player, um, as a coach. You know, guys like Kevin Willard, guys like Coach Nega, you know, Chris Holtman, um, Eric Conkle, that Those are the guys that I know. Those are the guys that I learned from, and that's kind of, um, you know, the one thing that I'll continue to say. You know, losing a guy like Bobby Knight, who's obviously a legend, um, it kind of teaches you that, you know, as a coach – Um, You know, time flies, and you really just Mm -hmm. have to really relish the moment for the most part.
2: No, no doubt about it. All right, uh, Coach, I appreciate your time. Thanks for squeezing us in here on a Friday. Best of luck starting, obviously, Monday and uh, a couple home games coming up next week. So hopefully we'll get to see you real soon out at Eagle Bank Arena. Thanks for doing this.
3: No, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, Chris.
2: There you go. That's Tony Skin, the head coach of the George Mason Patriots. Again, go check them out on Monday night uh, against Mom. There you go. A good spot there. Appreciate him. We get it.
1: Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?